should probably yes <laughs> so this is this is what happened with my business this is what happens when i look for asteroids in people's charts this is what happened through this whole process is is it it started out one thing and I, I was like, yes, and it makes sense. And all of the synchronicities are there, but then it ended up being in like everything that was there was just heightened. And I felt like it was amazing. Like just thinking about like the mid heaven, right? It's like, what's above you. It's the way that you um, are in the world, right? It's like when you're in a job, and you're like utilizing your second house, which is, you know, it's a financial house and you're utilizing your sixth house, which is your daily routines. You're always in your mid heaven, regardless if it's the thing, the life purpose that you want to do. Right. Right. Mine, Mine is about like, you know, understanding other cultures, higher learning, being in the higher mind. Um, and so I'm very happy go lucky. The sag the the fire energy is very happy. It's very much like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Everything is exciting. What you were saying the other day about how you are always like playing, mm-hmm. that is very Leo. Leos mm-hmm. are like young children, but they're it's more that they're utilizing the wisdom of play, right? They're going into everything with a fresh mind. They're not taking things personal. They're looking at every experience as something to learn from, but they're doing it from the best perspective, which is sort of the fool. Yeah. I'm going into it. I don't have any idea how this is going to turn out. I I'm constantly of the, let's see what the fuck happens. Like that's, I love it when shit hits the fan. And this is the thing, like, I don't like drama. But also, I really appreciate when shit hits the fan. And I really appreciate the like chaos that can ensue because fire is chaotic, right? It just whips through things and you don't get a say, right? But because so many lessons come out of that chaos, it's always awesome. In the end, the, you know, after the fire goes, and you're looking around at the damage, you're like, well, shit, I learned some things, right? If, if you're hopefully aware enough to like recognize that that's what's going on. But I love the chaos. I love the unknown. Um, I don't, I don't like being bored. No, and I'm, I'm not even like, like life's not even really boring ever. Like I don't ever think it's boring. Really. I can't really remember the last time I was like thoroughly bored because there's right. something there's always something um but yeah I think I think that Leo energy is <laughs> strong with this one <laughs> well, and and so the like the thing too is is that for me and you to have the same element there and also it carries mm-hmm. over into the full house right so like your um Midheaven starts at two degrees Leo and then it goes into the first couple degrees of Virgo. So there's this fire earth there where mine starts at kind of the end of Sagittarius and goes to the middle of Capricorn. And so again, the other part is, is that my, um, my, um, the ruler of uh, Sagittarius is Jupiter. And that is in Leo for me, conjuncting Mm -hmm. your Midheaven. 
your sun is at zero degrees Capricorn conjunct the midheaven that I have in Sagittarius. We're, I, when I look at astrology and I see such strong indications of something like this and all of these little things that like would seem random, that does not seem random to me. Right. That seems like it was only a matter of time before you and I were ready to do this matter of time (laughs) well and you just didn't have a choice and I didn't have a choice the the minute that see and this is the part that I'm getting to is like that moment when I woke up and I was like okay Bobby's gonna (laughs) co-host because my dad had been telling me he's like you need a co-host and I was like thinking and I was like I could not think of anybody that would yeah it's doing it and consistent and you know what I mean I, I get that there are other people that would you know, on whatever level, but they, it was the consistency. It was the want to do it. And it was being able to meet me at the space that I'm ready to move into the space. And I needed somebody who was there, who wasn't necessarily somebody I had so many other connections with that it would make it really difficult because then all of a sudden the friendship is involved. And right. I think you and I are friends, but we are able to maintain our own. We have enough respect for each other and what we're doing. We're not involved. There's no, um, there's not a lot of crossing energy, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to get, it won't get, it wouldn't get messy, right? It won't get messy. And, and I I know what you're saying, because you can't, um, you know, you can't work with people when you're, you know, it's so funny. It's like family businesses, right? Family businesses would be an example. Um, I, you know, was in my family's business for a long time and all the drama could ensue all the time. And it was so crazy what would happen because your personal life is so intertwined with your business life. Like you can't leave it, right? No. But you, you and I are together. Like, we don't even live in the same county. Like we don't, you know, like we're not even like part of that. I think, and that's a, you know, if we were seeing each other all the time, or no, I mean, well, like, but I think that we will, and we're making it our own thing. But I think having our the, the thing is, is that when you have a planet that rules the midheaven that planet is bringing the energy of what that public domain looks like. The sun and Jupiter have similarities and they're both really expansive. The sun is in the center of the universe. I mean, the center of our universe, right? It's in the center. It's, it's expansive. We wouldn't be alive without it. Jupiter is the biggest planet in our solar system. Those things are expansive. They need to be fulfilled, right? So it's not these like random things. Those are really important placements. And the fact that we have it in each other's 10th house shows we're meant to do this. We're meant to be in each other's public life. And if I look back to all of our, our friendship, we don't have a lot of time of hanging out at a beach house somewhere in our private world. We've always kind of seen each other in this public space, recognized each other. So when I see that, it shows me that this was just a matter of time before you and I made that connection. Cause we've always, I've always subconsciously known that you were part of that bigger picture. And I've also noticed that it never really fit until recently. Right. So yeah. when I looked at that and I said, this is fascinating because these, there's a lot of fire and earth going on there. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of fire in my chart. 
this is like pretty much the extent of it. And Neptune is conjuncting my midheaven, which interestingly enough, Jupiter and Neptune happen to be the ruler and the traditional ruler of my rising sign. This is not accidental. This is actually like totally on track. Right, and I can right. see the thing. And, and the same thing happened when I picked Asteria, who is um, the, a goddess for my business name. I found her in my chart really prominently. And I even found her in my solar return chart really prominently going into my 10th house, which is the public, which oh, is when yeah. I chose her as my business name, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And also right about the time we started doing this, Jupiter was trining my um my midheaven so like this is a really important time period there's building blocks happening and because you and i share the same element we have the same goal we have different ways of getting to that goal mm -hmm. mine is more like you know changing the dynamics the sort of religious spiritual energy that's more um it's less serious where yours is like, I, you are meant to be in some spotlight. You are meant to really carry a lot of energy, which is why you go into places and you're able to like make deals with them and get it all for free because those are things that yeah. would usually be blockages for you that you figure out how to make happen so that yeah. you can get the tools necessary for whatever this next thing is. So you My have- manifestation skills are on point. Right. And- <laughs> And my expansion skills are really great, right? Like yeah, right. I know there's something in me that's like, you Which know what? Is fabulous. Cause I always feel like personally, I'm really good at the stepping stones and it, it, you know, none of this is unconscious. Like I remember when I consciously made the decision, like, I just want to learn all these different aspects. We talked about that the other day, like I, I'm going to be a witch, but how am I going to do it? How am I right. going to do it in a way that relates to this, this climate, this at that time, because this was 15 plus years ago, um, God, it was like 18 years ago, <laughs> you know, you couldn't really say, oh, I just want to like be witchy. Like it really was kind of still weird. And now because of social media, because of something about the political climate, the, the, I don't know what's happened, but in the last couple of years, it's, you know, it's hard because as like an old school practicing freaking Wiccan, like, I'm like, who are all these like people that are all pretty and making witchcraft look pretty? Cause I'm like, it ain't pretty. <laughs> right. Well, anything I got that crone energy happening right now. And I think anything that grow like for me, my calling came and I think, you know, automatically when you do astrology and tarot, the, you're, I have always been connected to that witchy energy. Yeah. And I also love the earthy part of it, right? Like mm -hmm. I just got Hecate's garden, which is mm -hmm. just amazing. And then I'm like buying all these witchcraft books now. And I've always been connected with Egypt stuff and right. there's, there's that feeling of never fitting in. So like kind of fitting where you where in society that means. And like, I got tattoos. I was thinking about this when I was 15 years old before tattoos were even what? The f Can I hear you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
Okay. So I was saying that I was like thinking about like how I got tattoos like before everybody got tattoos and like right. it was like only sailors and people that got <laughs> tattoos. Oh my god, children of the nineties. I know, right? And like I was getting it like with like you know like a needle and thread and some tattooing, and I was just like, but I always went towards things that one. Uh, went up against the societal norms at the time because I just never fit into that. So I was like, let me just buck right up against it. Mm -hmm. Let me just not go to school. Let me not listen to these people. And the thing was, is that I was always super intelligent. I was always really smart. And I always kind of got that society is anti-intuitive. And and what I mean by that, and when I usually say that, and I talk about this a lot, anti-intuitive is, is like the thing that doesn't make sense is the thing in society that we're all living by, like pulling yourself up from your bootstraps or you have to work really, really hard to be successful. You know, all of these things that we're taught in over a period of time, they don't resonate for me. And I've been really good at listening to my heart and my soul and my body of what made sense and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, it's funny because something about this sort of industry in particular, this holistic world that I'm in, this new agey kind of world, um, it's all about taking care of yourself. Um, And, and I think people are waking up to this idea of like, Oh, wait, I don't have to kill myself to work. Uh, I don't have to work for other people. Right. Um, to necessarily be happy. I can do the things that bring me joy and get paid for it. And, and we, I don't know, you know, it's, I just was talking to my husband, our friend, she has a pizza restaurant, well-known pizza restaurant up here. And she's down six employees. And it's so hard. Cause you're like, well, that freaking sucks. Like that's, you're an entrepreneur and you have no employees and you need people to work. Also, she's super happy and she's fine. And like, she's carrying the place just fine, which is great. But where are these people going? Right. And this is like, you know, everybody is really waking up. I think, I think 2020 and 2021 really showed people, Oh, what brings me joy? What am I really trying to like do with my life? Because time is short. Like you, you have to just follow your heart and your, your knowing and just like stop listening to what the societal expectations are or have been put on you. Right. Right. That's all that is, is just, it, they're there to perpetuate the system. Like they're not there to look out for you. You're not being held by, you know, working your 50 hour a week job, like you're, you're just helping support other people, right? (laughs) Helping bring others, you know, big corporations, bring these big businesses, like if you're not in your work and enjoying it, like, I don't know, money doesn't fix it. No, it doesn't. And and I think that's where the midheaven comes in actually into astrology is that that's your, 
that's your goal. That's your North star. That is like, where do I want to be? Who, what do I want to be embodying? You know, and if for us, fire is like creativity, right? Warming society. Are you frozen? No, I can. I'm oh. just really good. <laughs> um, you know, warming society, bringing in, you know, and, and fire needs to devour something, you know, playing with candle magic. You see, as soon as the, there's nothing left to burn, it's like jumping around and it's like, oh, the, the closest thing possible, right? Right. So like we're, we're in that energy. And then, so, but there's other people who have like earth energy or they have, um, water where they're supportive. And you know, I think a water midheaven right. is, is actually a lot harder, right? Because they're supportive, they're empathic. They're sort of trying to be the, the, the back to everything, trying to understand the energetic level. And I think where that really becomes important is, is, is that that can help show us not just where our interests are, but what we look like when we're in alignment. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about the mm -hmm. midheaven, the midheaven means that it's like right directly above you. If you're here mm -hmm. in the center of an astrology chart, that is the thing above you. Whereas the thing below you is the IC. And that is like your home life. Yours is an Aquarius. So Aquarius, like there's this weirdness about you. No offense. <laughs> it's like, it's like alien. And I know because mine is Gemini, right? So mine is yeah. like, nobody heard me in childhood. And there's this sort of emotional, um, cause it's square my moon, this emotional issue. Whereas like, you know, you're dealing with a lot of like, I came into this very weird situation and nobody has that around me. So how do I work with this? Yeah. It's where we need to heal in order for us to really live in our midheaven, right? In order for us yeah. to be out there in the world, because whatever this is, has is sort of society saying, this is what either makes you different or makes you feel mm -hmm. awkward, or it's this thing that you've just been carrying around your whole life. And it has had a big impact because our home lives, our environment, mm -hmm. the, the things in which we believe about ourselves are all so impactful in right. who we are but it's the thing that stops us from living that true joy because fire is true joy. Fire is like the mm -hmm. Kundalini rising, like right. the snake in your spine that wants to go and, you know, open up all your chakras and have you live in this bliss, but we can't live in bliss because here's what happens. I'm going to sneeze. Go on. That's okay. <laughs> but here's what happens. As soon as you start feeling this joy, the, everybody around you is going to be like, it's, it's like you're, you have the spotlight on you and you're just like wanting to share it. Obviously you found the secret and people are all that darkness comes up and they're like, why don't I feel like that? And then yeah. they're jealous and then yeah. they're just, and it's not their fault. It's just how we're conditioned. If you've yeah. been around somebody that's had really good energy when you're in a bad mood, you it can just feel you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, fuck that person. And Ew. it's not, we're just reflecting each other. You yeah. did the work to bring this in and you're no longer taking those things that are stopping you from feeling that you're no longer letting them overpower you. But every single person has this thing where they want to do that, where, where we're trained to do that to the people around us, to keep us all in alignment, to keep us in the matrix. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's, it's, that's the that's the work, right? That's the work I know I'm trying to do is like help the 
help people realize they don't need to like live in this competitive, judgmental, um, self-deprecating like bubble. You just right. you don't you don't need to. And if anything, it holds you back. And but it's but it's scary because then you have to be confident. You have to share your gifts. You have to love everybody, no matter whether they suck or not. Like you have to, you know, and, and you have to trust something other than, um, what you plan or what you've been told is going to bring you success and joy and love and whatever you have to trust that, like what you're being marketed isn't real right that there is something better and more more real like actual real tangible like tangible gifts that you can receive and then share and that it's it's not about possessions and it's not about you know money and it's not about um I don't know, looking young and it's, you know, it's, it, marketing is so interesting because to me, it's a huge part of business, right? This marketing thing, but Mm -hmm. it is so one of the things that has always made me uncomfortable because I want to make sure that when I'm using marketing for anything, when I'm, um, really try because to me that's a fire element because that's how you it that's how you ignite like that's how in a business that's how you put your flame out there right Mm -hmm. you're you're like hi you're the torch you're the light over here right so how you're bringing in that power that the focus onto you right is is a very very much based around marketing. Like it just, that's, if we're talking business, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? But like really stay in like, where you're just not full of shit. Like (laughs) marketing is so full of shit and you know, there's copywriting around. And like, sometimes when I've written copy, I'm like, this is so generic. This is yeah. so, is this real? Like, is this what, this is what everybody says, right? This is what everybody says. So like figuring out, you know, how to like find your authentic fire, like find it that it comes out of you and you don't even have to try. Like right. you- it's just real and who you are and it sparks. And then people are drawn like moth to a flame. Like that is what I really want to help people find, especially like, especially women. Cause I think as marketing has been, we're the, we're easy. (laughs) We're easy to market to because we're so sold. We're so easily sold. I don't know. Men might be, I'm not a man, so I don't really know. But like, I feel like women really get sold on all the things and, and social media has made it worse, but that's a whole other topic. (laughs) I think what 
the authenticity is important in this because I struggle with the marketing factor of building myself into something, emailing people constantly, being relevant all the time, being on, being viral. Those yeah. things don't necessarily interest me just because like, I'm really a student of life. And I was thinking about this, you know, my big thing is like, I want to go on a journey to enlightenment. You know, I want to go to, mm-hmm. to Egypt and I want to do all of these things. I don't want to be stuck living in this like you know marketing world where I'm sending out emails and people are like I don't want to be on your mailing list and then (laughs) but I think what what you're referring to with the women versus men and and here's what I kind of feel about that and I don't I don't know that this is staying with your point at all but that we as we come into our power as our personal power as women our authenticity puts out this light where people who are drawn to work with you will work with you. And if you believe in the law of abundance Mm -hmm. or the law of attraction, as long as you're living in your authenticity and in communion with source, you will attract all of the things that you need to happen. You will attract people and they will find you from the most obscure place in the whole entire world to come work with you and give you exactly what you are open to manifesting. And I feel like women are more open to that because our natures are more about authenticity. We want to connect with people when we're in our right vibration with the same vibration and we're a little bit, and I don't know that all men, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't generalize like that. So I don't want to make it, but I'm saying a lot of men in today's world tend to be more in their head. And in order for us to really bridge anything is we've got to take all of this energy and help put, bring it into our heart where we can feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a struggle. Um, as far as like the mainstream sort of energy that I think we're really more referring to as the collective consciousness and not this like, you know, men versus woman type of thing, but men who are in their power are learning to do that too. And we're raising sons that are learning to do that because they see us. Like I asked my son yesterday, I was like, does mom being a witch bother you? He's like, no, mom, you do you, you know, like, (laughs) He didn't say it, he, but you know what I mean? Is it was yeah. essentially like, he loves this about me, actually. Yeah, yeah, my kids do too. My kids do too. Because we're not ashamed of it. Right. We're not hiding from it. And the thing is, is that that light, you can't stop your light once it starts shining. You're going to be able to, and this is my thought, is when the right light brightness and the people start coming to you, it will be perfect in the way that it is. You're going to learn all the things that you need to learn about it. You're going to attract the people that you need to attract. Think of all the people that you've attracted recently that have the other side to what you need, what you need to learn, where Mm -hmm. you're going. Like every single piece, Bobby, I have somebody to do my bookkeeping, which I wouldn't be good at. I have somebody to do a podcast with. I have somebody to record it. I have all of these things that I when I was ready, those things became like the light shone on them. It was obvious that these things need needed to be, but I wouldn't have seen them if it was in my darker aspects, if I wasn't connected to that, to that alignment. Yeah. So, I mean, the moral of the story is do the work. (laughs) I mean, do the work, like clear it out, clear out, you know, the first step really is like, 
recognizing your blocks, right? Recognizing those fears, recognizing that the voices that you're hearing are not your own. They are, you know, everybody else around you who was telling you as a child, this, that, or the other, you know, when society got to you, when your parents got to you, you know, and, and not that they meant they, you know, most parents don't mean to, but they messed us all up. Like, you know, they're just a different generation and they had a whole different generation and they had a whole different generation. Right. So much different struggle, different. I mean, every thing is so, so different. Like you think about just the evolution of humans in the last hundred years. It's insane. It's insane what's happened, right? Just industrial revolution to now is like crazy. Like we're aliens. (laughs) Like, like if a person from 1900 got dropped in right now, they'd be like, you guys are aliens. (laughs) Like, but we have to find those, we have to really sit in those discomforts and those things that are holding us back. And I think you and I both done a lot of work around that, right? Just really, I mean, I've been doing that work since I was 14, probably when my dad was like, here's some acid. It's going to change your life. And I was like, okay. And you start expanding your mind and you start, you know, reading different kinds of books and listening to different kinds of music. And like, you're, you know, as much as we look down on teenagers, we also like really inhibit their growth by, by kind of putting them in boxes where there's times when you can't hear me. No, I'm, I'm like, okay. There's times when we just, we have a really, we're really, really good at telling children what not to do and not encouraging them to do the deep work. And I, if you could start early by the time you're 30 or, you know, our age or earlier, you're, you'd be so much better off, you know, like let's start healing early. We hide from the work because in our society, we've been told that these things about ourselves are not good, whatever it is, whether you talk too loud, you're, you know, you're a woman and you're bossy, you're a man and you're feminine, whatever the thing is that you've been told, the thing about you that makes you stand out is actually your biggest gift. It's just waiting for you to accept it and to go, you know what? I do talk loud and I am bossy. So, you know what I am in like all of these kids I have, I love teenagers personally. I I work. You're entertaining. I would imagine you spend a lot of time with them, huh? Well, no, I mean, I do and I don't, I'm, I'm more in like their peripheral of like making sure that they have people in their life that are supportive of them because I, I manage a mentor pro. I mean, from my end, I manage the relationships of mentors and mentees mm-hmm. and I always advocate for them. I'm always like, there's not one way to get to a goal. It took me forever to graduate. Same with you, right? We're older college students. We had families, we were doing it. We're anti-intuitive. So we just do everything the way that we're, we're, we're not supposed to do it. And I think these, that the people, the kids that I see in the alt ed schools, the kids that I see that aren't fitting into the school system, those are our leaders. Yeah. 
that's you and me, right? That's yeah. like, you know what? We did not fit into the school system. And so I have coworkers that they're beautiful people, but they're, they've, they've been doing the path and they're like, you know what? This is the way it is. It's going to be so much harder. And I do agree. It will be harder, but also might be so much more worth it for this kid to be able to realize that that constructive. And what I want to say is the collective conscious that we're all downloading, whether mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, intrinsically in our society, that's not acceptable or whether it's some feeling that you got from your parents or some way in which the school tried to tell you this is who you are, whatever that is, we are all channeling that energy constantly. So we know if I go to the grocery store, I don't know, this is a random example, but like if I go to the grocery store, I'm not just going to cut in line in front of the person in front of me. Like there's a way to do it that's respectful, which we, we all want to be. So really underneath all of it is the intention that if we do things a certain way we're doing it in a respectful moral whatever you want to right. say way then we don't have to make other people uncomfortable right and so that's really the intention behind it but then what ends up happening is is it goes so much more into like I see posts all day long I love reading comments because it's really helped me to not make judgments Mm -hmm. And I love parenting because really they're so angry and they're like, you need to do this with your kid, whatever it is. Yeah. It could be like the stupidest thing. And all the parents are like, you're a horrible parent if you don't do this, this, and this. And it's like, some of it is like, you know, like if you don't brush your kid's hair and it gets all matted. Yeah. I mean, that is neglect if you don't take care of those basic. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other things that are on that are not so nuanced, but if you're on the side of the parents, then you're good. And if you're not, you're bad. Right. And if you're bad, there's no redeeming yourself. Where in society do we get this thing of like, well, you know, if I do all of the perfect things, well, guess what? You're always, you're never going to do all of the perfect things. No. No. And it's exhausting to try to fit in with that. And that's when we're not in alignment. That's when we're not in authenticity. When we spend all our time listening to the collective conscious, which is nobody's actual original idea. There's yeah. nobody on this planet. There's nothing new here and nothing that we're downloading at any time hasn't been done at some place in the universe or multiverse before. We think that we're so original. We want to copyright everything. This belongs to me. Right. No, the universe gave it to you. The universe or yeah. the collective conscious. Now, I think that the universe is downloading to us in the collective conscious, which just depends on which part of your mind you're resonating in. And if you're resonating with the universe, it's the stuff that feels good coming in. You know, you get like the burst of energy and right. you can't stop until you either write it down or figure it out or whatever it is. The collective consciousness is stuff that's fearful. It makes you feel bad, mm -hmm. right? And it's whatever the resonance of the majority of society, like a GPA, right? So like if mm. it's fear at one side and enlightenment at the other, you know, the, the power versus force kind of thing, mm -hmm. what's in the middle, right? And so we're resonating with all of the people, the collective conscious, we're all one. We just don't know that. Yeah. So whatever the lowest person and the highest person are coming together and meeting somewhere in the middle. So that is, we can't escape that, but we can do better because as we raise our own vibration, we actually raise the vibration of the collective conscious.
unconscious. But also noticing, we, we really have to get into this thing of like, one, we're all energy workers. We're all channelers. We're all of the labels. We're all of those things. Yeah. You might not say I'm a witch, but you have witchy tendencies. You know what I mean? They're, and if you resonate with something at all, you have that. I've seen so much gatekeeping on things. Yeah. People saying, oh, you're not a witch unless you have these 10 qualities and you have to have all 10 of them at all times. And it's like, that's not how it works. If you're asking yourself. Jealous. I think I'm personally jealous of these young, these younger <laughs> younger maidens that are coming in and being like just owning it already i'm like you don't understand we like they wouldn't be there without you they would not be i know like, i'm like they get to start early you know well there were people in my mom's generation you know the hippies mm-hmm. and stuff that yeah. brought in so we my wouldn't be where we are without them we're see we're we're part of this thing. Like, you know, they say time isn't linear. It's true. And when somebody in the sixties decided, you know what, I'm going to do free love and and, and fuck everybody else. And these norms, that was the start of something amazing. And just like generation, like our generation where we were just not, nobody took care of us. We had to take care of ourselves, but we also started having that independence. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. have been there if our parents had been helicoptering us right we got to see that the people that are coming in because I do it too I'm like I could be so much farther along if at 16 I was like totally like because I was this but I just wasn't confident in it right I wasn't like well because yeah (laughs) but because there was there is obviously something changing in that collective right that collective I call it collective unconscious but that's from Carl Jung I think collective unconscious I mean I'll call it collective unconscious that's what I remember learning in sociology was the collective unconscious I thought maybe not collective I don't know anyway collective conscious we'll call it that whatever <laughs> but whatever it is up here but uh obviously it is shifting right because we, we can see that this kind of life this kind of um being open to the etheric plane and being uh you know open to using and um benefiting from nature crystals the moon the cycles of the sun and moon and and the planets and being open and understanding it and taking it in and talking about it see it's one thing to to do it personally or closely with your little friends, like quietly, right? right? And it's another to be like, and I'm doing this and like telling people and saying stuff and being like, yeah, I am going to do a new moon ceremony at my house this weekend, whatever, right? right? That, the ability to do that, to say it out loud, to just own it, is right. sh- is showing that the shift in the co- the the collective is, is shifting right it's Absolutely. it is shifting so but what's going to what's interesting is that because i i mean when you look at history like it's a cycle right there's you know right after the dark ages was the renaissance right 
Yeah. So there's always this light and dark, light and dark. It's circle, circle, yin, yang. Like it's always doing its up and down back. It's always a cycle. It has to, you have to have both, right? You can't appreciate the light if you haven't had the dark, but what's going to happen is as things get lighter, as the cosmic unconscious collective unconscious changes and opens and becomes brighter with all of like our people, being our group, whoever they are, all the people listening to our podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's going to be a deeper, darker side to it that's going to try to stomp it out. And I, you know, and that's the problem is like, people get scared of, I, I, you know, the darkness, right. That shadow and people are really scared of, of the darkness in humanity and the darkness of people. And, and, but understanding that, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I really think like there is no just, light like you can't have just goodness and light and and happiness everywhere it doesn't it doesn't actually happen in any sort of any part any part of the world any part of the universe it doesn't happen because bringing it back to fire you know fire is destructive mm-hmm. it's not it's like it it has the power to be good but it's also has the power to destroy and it's it 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 represents war right it represents war It, it it and but it also represents money and success and then there there's like there can be light there's light components to it it allows you to use fire using fire allows you to like really bring in all the things that you want to bring in but it also is really destructive and so i I think people will find that and and that's internal as well like i'm saying like straight up it's light and dark inside light and dark outside like so every time i mean and i know that you do you know this because we're probably doing it the same time you feel great one day you're like fuck yeah, we're doing it. And the next day or a couple days in, you're like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Like clockwork. I don't know I'm what the fine. fuck I'm doing. What? I, I can't do any of this. I have no skills. Nobody's going to listen to me, you know? And, and it's, it, it's an internal struggle as much as is an external struggle. And it's just always going to be like that. So then that's where that midheaven, like that's where that balance comes in is like, you want to be the, the center pole to the like pendulum that's going around. Like I literally imagine like, like a, not necessarily a scale, but like (laughs) the, the strong pole in the center and just like, almost like a yin yang sign just swirling. Right. Right. How do you stay centered when shit's burning and creating and burning and creating around you, it's very impressive. <laughs> I want to say though that I really believe there's something to be said about balancing all of the elements 
Yeah. I just get this feeling like I was reading this book that was amazing and I'll have to share it with you. It's called the Magus and it's this guy who had a Kundalini awakening. His name is Nevin Parr. I know his name better than I know the name of the book. The book is like, it's so good and it takes so long to get through, but he's a magician and he had a Kundalini awakening and he basically used the same path as the golden dawn to Mm -hmm. kind of go through this thing. But he talks about the garden of Eden and what really came to me when he was talking about it was all of the elements were balanced. Mm. All, everything was, but there was nothing to be learned in that space. And I think that's why polarity and the duality that you're speaking of is so important um, for us to know that like, you know, there's always going to be darkness because we wouldn't be alive. If the sun didn't have hydrogen and helium fighting against each other, it wouldn't be if they stopped competing for whatever it is that they're competing for, for space, for energy to be, to overcome, Mm -hmm. it would just not be, we would just disintegrate and it wouldn't be anything, but that's what solid form earth, I guess, would be the the best element to describe what the 3d is. And then you have these other things. So they're representative. So if the earth is representative of like us living you know, what we stand on grounding, um, mother earth kind of thing. And then we had fire, which is our intention, water, which is our emotion, and then air. So earth and air are are sort of competing, right? Because air is completely light, where earth is completely solid, or it looks completely solid, right? And then water and fire, they, they not only can put each other out, right with enough water you would put out a fire with enough fire you'd put out the water but in balance you're balancing your emotion with your intention and that's where the divine masculine and the divine feminine really meet from the earth and the and the and the um air so when we get these things and we can balance them within ourselves this is i don't know if you've ever read the kabbalion but this really talks about like balancing our inner gender right? Our masculine and female tendencies because they work together. So if the female is repressive, receptive, and it's the I, it's the part of us that wants to listen to other people that like when somebody has an idea that's stronger than our own, we're like, okay, that person's right, right? There's a lot of sheep kind of tendency with that. And then the more masculine part of ourselves, which is not necessarily like masculine, but positive, right? That side is the part of us that's the person that's doing that to other people so would that's the leader in us saying okay this is the way it is and other people are like yeah when we can balance these two things and balance all of the laws from the universe you meet in the middle and then you open up and that's where you become expanded and you have universal knowledge right i and at that point you're not i mean it's like are you you're just not asking the questions anymore. I mean, like you said, like you learn from that darkness, right? You learn from that's how you expand and get better. And, and, and so it's important to recognize or, darkness. or you move worlds. Yeah. And I don't mean like you actually like stop doing your life, but what happens when you become enlightened, like I was t- talking earlier about you know, when your light and if I was really in a great mood and a great space and I was like having this wonderful energy and you're in a dark space and we meet up, you're like, fuck her. 
the energy discrepancy is going to make you and I go in different directions. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. with that being said, it's kind of like planets, right? It's like, you're moving in your own pace and I'm moving in my own pace. I'm going to move out of the darker, denser energy and into a lighter space. That's really in between worlds. It's like, you're accepting your power and I'm not going to allow you. Cause what really happens sometimes is when you're in a dark space and I'm in a good mood, your energy if I'm in my lower mind space, I'm going to allow that to put me back into the 3D, yeah. right? Because I'm going to take everything about what you're saying and your mood personal. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help me go right back down to where I was before. And, and, but what happens when we step into our power and we start to notice, I'm like, that's really about Bobby. That's not about Jessica. That's about right. her stuff, right. whatever she's right. got going on in her life. And then I start to move out of that. And then I find the people that are resonating at my own space. And it's all about vibration. That's where Mm -hmm. vibration comes in. And it's so Mm -hmm. important because you and I wouldn't be having any conversation right now if we weren't sort of in a similar vibration. We would be repelling each other. Everything I would say would piss you off. Everything. And then there's also the, there's also though the, the, the energy suck people, right? The people that actually do want that positive vibration, they come in, they suck all your energy out and then they move on. You're like, Whoa, the vampire, the energy vampires. Like, I, I think that like, that's a interesting, that could be a whole podcast in itself. Um, (laughs) um, Well, that's narcissist, right? Narcissist. exactly, Exactly. Anybody who's feeding off of energy of the collective, and then there are people like us that are usually the food, but right. all of that has to do with not being in your power. Cause you're not going to attract right. a nurse. I'm not going to allow those people around me. No, you'll, exactly. you will vibrate at some point you start vibrating at a rate where people don't want to mess with you. Yeah. That's energy discrepancy is amazing because we don't realize it, but here's what happens. If you're in a relationship with somebody who's in a lower vibration and you're up here and I don't know, I really don't like to make these judgments. I don't want to go around going, you're, you're vibrating lower, but you'll notice Mm -hmm. you'll meet somewhere in the middle. But if you're up here and you're starting to go down here, you're going to freaking notice that. Yeah. Right. So if an energy vampire is down here and he's like, well, let me just come into here. You're going to know that you're doing that. Now, whether that relationship has enough to want to keep you in that lower vibration with that person, as we can see from all of the, the internet romantic stories, this is very common. Oh, he loves me, but his vibration is like not good. And he's a drug addict and he doesn't give a fuck about me, whatever the story is. Right. Right. But then you're, you're, you have to acknowledge that, you know, when somebody's making you slip down, how many friends have you had where like, you know, the relationship isn't working when you're in divine alignment, you can feel anything that's not in alignment with you. Yeah. And it's a really big red flag. It's like, Oh my gosh, every time I'm around this person, I start thinking bad things about myself. My energy dips. I have to take a nap or you go, Oh man, that's really interesting. Let me not put myself in that situation when I'm around this person. And when you start to step into your power, you do that less and less and less because you start to know, you know what? This is very obvious to me. If I have a phone conversation with you and I feel the whole time you're judging me, whatever that means, I'm just not going to start. I'm going to stop talking to you and I'm not doing it out of malice or because I want you to die or because I, I hate you. 
It's because your energy is not something I want to have in my space. Exactly. Exactly. And we have to give ourselves credit for when we can start to acknowledge and start doing things in that are more in alignment with who we are instead of having to feel guilty. This happens with family relationships because friends are easy to be like, maybe I won't hang out with you. For yeah, I can. Yeah, but you can't well, you can separate yourself and move forward and not or just not call them. But when it comes to relationships with people that you have to see you, you're going on holiday, you're you're going to be you know, in the space, like you can't go to a certain city without seeing somebody because you post on Facebook, they're going to be all over you. Yeah. How do you do that? But, but the thing is, is that whatever energy they're spewing at you, you can just choose not to go into it. There are people that you just put and they get to know it. They know it as much as you do, actually, even though we think we're somehow obligated to them, we can feel when the energy isn't correct. Yeah. And they know it too. And they're not really trying to be, because have you ever been around somebody that's really high vibrational when you're not feeling it? It's like, yeah, yeah, I just want to get away as fast as I can because all my darkness is coming up. All of the things that I don't want to look at right now are so in my face. Yeah. Well, how do I deal with that? Family's really good at triggering. Well, because we, we think we're, we have to be, you know, we're told as a society. Well, we just, we regress. I think a lot of us just regress into our child selves because that's what, that's where we were getting attention, right? So that's where we live when we're with our family is our child selves. Like I know when I'm around my family, I do all the things to make everybody happy and like me. Like I want my family to like me. I like become a weird people pleaser. It's really fucking weird. And I recognize recognize it. I'm like, what am I doing? But I become the comedian and the, you know, the peacekeeper. And, um, my whole family knows me as the like record keeper. Like I'm the person that's in charge of that somehow. I don't know because I have a memory. (laughs) I'm like, when the Alzheimer's kick in, you guys are all going to regret that. But (laughs) But I think, I think you're right in that, like, we, we have to, but it's so hard. I think people aren't, I know that you and I are in that space now, right? (laughs) But I, it's, it, it took a while to get there and not giving up, um, on it and trusting that, you know, your people are going to drop off. People are going to drop off in your life and um, your fire is going to shine so brightly that it's going to burn people and they're going to be pissed off at you. And, you know, and you, you can't, you can't take it. You can't take it personally because it's, it, you have no. to keep going. You have to keep growing. You have to get better. That's why well, you're here. The messenger part of me loves this message. Sorry, I don't, I didn't mean to no, cut you, but kind of because the messenger part of me, this is what came to me being a messenger is, is that I can't decide for people what message they need to hear. If I'm sitting there in my mind, like, I don't know if I can share this. And yeah, I do a bunch of energetic work before I start working with someone to see where they're at. I'm obviously not going to tell them stuff that's going to fucking make them crazy. Right. 
because <clears throat> I know a bunch of stuff that can make people crazy. But, <laughs> but and I can gauge, I can gauge it to see where what's appropriate. But I'm saying that with certain people in your life, we don't know what they need. Yeah. And even though they're reacting to us, that might be the thing that brings them to the divine. That mm-hmm. might be the thing that they need to feel. That's like, Bobby has always been this person to me. And now she's in this totally different thing. And maybe that's the thing that wakes them up because whatever your moment is, was not a pretty moment. It could have mm-hmm. been that thing that you were just sitting there and you're like, why do I feel this way? All of a sudden you're starting to see that these subconscious things are in play around certain people. And it was because one extra time you felt that way again. And it was so Mm -hmm. familiar and so Mm -hmm. painful that you decided to look at it a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. And so we're that to people too. When our light shines on them and they feel the discrepancy, whether they're lighter than us and we feel the discrepancy, whatever is going on, we're triggering, we're constantly mirroring back to people the energy that they're putting out there. And they won't know what is needed to be fixed. And I'm not saying we're doing this consciously and I don't go around thinking I'm better than people and here, let me shine my light on you. More bright. I'm so bright. Follow me. Right. But, but what I am saying, though, is that we're now talking about be bringing this subconscious things that we always fall into around certain people, around our family, around our friends to light, mm-hmm. seeing it and actually looking at it and not no, not everybody does that because we're not aware of it. And the people that are not doing that are just not aware of it. They don't have the know how. Right. They, they just, ha- it just hasn't been brought to it. But one of those times that you're speaking of where you're having that play with that person, whatever that conversation, that could be their moment. We don't know what our, we don't know the whole plan that the universe has, but it's perfect. We go and we trigger people. We go and we, we experience the lower parts of people. And you know what? The truth is, is we're going to be a bad guy in somebody's story. We're going to be a hero in somebody's story. Yeah. You know, there are people out there, no matter how well-intentioned you are, that think, God, Bobby, uh, and the worst. God, Jessica, right? Like yeah. they, 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 they're just not our biggest fan. Yeah. And you know what? Every time you're around them, you can see yourself putting your foot in your mouth or saying the wrong thing yeah. because the energy is like, they've already predetermined. Oh no, I'm a Capricorn. Once I walk away, <laughs> I never see those people again. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Though? Totally You're out there telling their therapist every single thing you've ever done. Yeah. You're on Facebook, staring at your stuff. That's, like, God, I hope she fails, right? That's, that's my sister. I know she, her therapist probably knows so much about me. I, I would be, oh, I would be so entertained to hear <laughs> I would love to see the notes from the decades of therapy and what she, what she's like (laughs) said about me. I'm trying to find this really cool. Oh, I can't find it now. I found this really cool thing about fire and I was going to like bring it up, but I can't find it. Oh, Oh, is that it? That's it. Um, okay. So at this point it's been like an hour. Yeah, we're done. Right. Yeah, like we're we're good. I think we can do a lot in an hour. I think we can. Did I, I stop recording? Yeah, just 